In August 2015, Gary Newman and Dana Walden, co-chairs and CEOs at Fox, met with journalists to discuss the upcoming Prison Break reboot. When questioned about the reasoning behind rebooting this particular show, Walden remarked that people are still interested in these characters. And she was right. Prison Break remains one of the most successful library shows on Netflix. What is it about these properties that make them so ripe for being remade? A cynic might argue that it's the result of a tired system relying on fond nostalgia to gather as much cash as possible from a sinking ship. But what if it were something more? What if there was some intangible quality that couldn't be quantified? This show is about the search for that essence. This is Still Interested for Curio. Still interested? Our TV and film reboot remake podcast for Curio. I'm as always your <laughs> laptop knocking over boy Ben McAllister, <laughs> and I'm his messy friend Jackson Newsett. And tonight we're joined by a very special guest, Beck Cole. Oh, dang! Oh, There's yeah, a little bit of a hip hop vibe yeah, there. Otherwise known as Cool Dog. No, no, just no, 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 dog. Yeah, no, cool right. dog. yeah, that's a cool, cool yeah. nickname. So, uh, guys, yeah, I suppose we didn't actually really ever explain in the earlier two episodes that we were doing our first three for here mm. because we've just watched a movie, and actually, I gotta say, like a pretty good movie. I, I enjoyed did. that yeah. a lot more than I've enjoyed a lot of other stuff we've watched on this mm. show. And, of course, I'm talking about the 2011 uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, directed by... Rupert Wyatt. Rupert Wyatt, yeah. So we've done our first three for We did, like, the original, what, 1968 Apes with Charles Heston, yep. the 2001 Marky Mark version, and now we're dipping into that 2011 version. It's just been so much Apes. Like, 2018's just been all Apes. Yeah. You know? like, we, closed, we closed out 2017 Apes, we're opening up with Apes. It's yeah. all Apes. And nothing all but the Apes. Time. With a, a brief reprise for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, like, we, yeah, yeah, dude, it's been, it's been, like, two months of Apes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for you guys. I mean, this has yeah. been my very first taste of this. So. Yeah, you yeah. never really taste of the apes. Taste like of the apes. <laughs> yeah, a taste, a taste of apes. Yeah, that's yeah. the new tag. I'm still interested. Colin, a taste of apes. Yeah, yeah. I've called uh, my notes for this one: apes three, aped again. Uh, yeah, after nice. The last one, which was I, apes I two, call, still aped. I called mine uh, apes of wrath. So. Oh, dude, did you really? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, but, uh, that's funny, <laughs> that, dude. That's funny. So, uh, shall we? Thump this melon. Yeah, let's dissect this frog. To drop in some catchphrases we haven't used in about 10 episodes. Do you have a little catchphrase you want to throw in? Uh, Well, my catchphrase is for life is live, laugh, life, love. Live, 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 laugh, love. (laughs) Yeah, nice. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, like, I vary it. So it's everything. Wait, so what are the words? Hang on, what are the words? Live, laugh, love, life. Right, but they go in any order? I mean, whatever. (laughs) The important thing is the words, (laughs) not the order they come in. No. Shall we jump right in? Mm. So the first thing we see in this movie is some very cool jungle panoramas. Just sweeping shots of nature. There's some big rainforests, and I gotta say, at this point, like, I'm thinking, like, okay, so the palette of this movie is more reminiscent of that 2001 Mark Wahlberg vibe Mm. when they're in the rainforest than it is of the 1968 vibe where they're in these, like, stark desert landscapes. And I'm getting a little worried because I'm hoping that it's not going to be too close to that 2001 vibe. But it's it's really not to its credit. So that's just that was my first thought. We roll uh, right in, and we're seeing this time it's humans 
hunting apes. Yeah, a bunch of apes so, all scared and shit. Yeah, a whole bunch of chimpanzees uh, running around and these humans are just like rounding them up for some reason. It's like a deliberate nod and like reversal on the two scenes in mm. the original two movies where there's like apes rounding up humans, which is pretty cool. So like an ape gets captured, thrown in the back of a truck and we get a fucking classic Jurassic Park oh. zoom in oh, on yeah. the eye. Oh, oh, I actually did a tally. I mean, there were only three in the whole movie, but still that's a lot. <laughs> you started <laughs> tally. I did. Yeah. These eye zoom in? The eye zoom yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of these. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the eyes are important, as it turns out, so there you go. How many... Like, so Andy Serkis, obviously playing uh, Caesar, a character we're going to meet later on. Mm-hmm. Um, how many apes did Andy Serkis, like, perform as? Like, I was, think he was just Caesar. I wonder if it was <gasps> all Circus. I'm sorry, I had no idea. There's Andy Serkis. And now a letter scene makes so much sense. Yeah, Andy Serkis. Yeah, it's fucking Andy Serkis, man. He, he crushes it. Yeah, yeah. fucking shout out to Serkis. He, he does a fucking incredible job in this movie. But the apes are all different people. So Karen Connival is Maurice... Terry Notary as Rocket, Richard Ridings as Buck, Devin Dalton as Cornelia, yeah, Christopher Gordon as Coba, there's, yeah, man. Oh, fuck. One of the apes is called Rocket. That makes a lot of sense. And that actually does make a lot of sense now. Anyway, we should rapidly press on. So these apes have been captured, they've been brought in a lab for testing. It's kind of on that 2001 vibe again, giving me some fears. Because that movie starts with like ape genetic testing mm. in a lab, and then it goes off the rails from there. But we've got this ape who they've called Bright Eyes, which is nice a nice, callback. nice little nod to the Charlton Heston movie. She's doing what's called the Lucas Tower puzzle. If you've never like done or seen this puzzle before, the idea is that you've got like five um, like discs of different sizes and three rods that they go on and the idea is that you've got to like move all the discs they're in a pillar of like ascending or descending size you've got to move them all onto another one of the pillars without ever putting a disc that's bigger than the disc below it like on top that was a terrible explanation of how this puzzle works google it lucas tower or tower of hanoi gets called different things the best way you could possibly do it is in 15 moves and we're watching this ape just fucking do this tower of hanoi so like we're quickly learning these apes are smart they're fucking solving puzzles they've got some weird genetic shit going on that we're gonna learn about basically um the scientists are giving the apes something some form of uh synthetic drug or something like that and uh it's making them what, smart what yeah the results are basically it's like about intelligence or something like that um and they're developing some kind of drug so james franco playing the scientist will did anyone get his last name uh doesn't no. matter will rodman maybe i don't oh. know so so will goes to his boss mr jacobs who is this like fucking persnickety business boy oh, God. and he's basically like i want to do human trials on the drug and his boss is like we only get one shot at this will you better make sure you don't fuck it up at the board meeting and then they go straight into the board meeting yeah I mean, after, it's an this is after he like proclaims these people invest in results not dreams oh i, I write that down <laughs> these people invest in results <laughs> not dreams right. is that a title pitch that's a question could be okay fair enough so we're in the board meeting we're getting some expo james franco's in there he's being like alz 112 it's a chemical that we've made for brain research and it's all about curing alzheimer's and we've given it to these apes and they've gotten really smart it's powerful stuff i I feel like alzheimer's is a real issue in society people care about it the the whole whole injection fixing alzheimer's you know with one injection yeah look look i mean maybe maybe a a little bit convenient but you know like hey it's 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 called the rise of the planet of the apes like you know like it's one of the hot button issues you know yeah it's like a plaque buildup on neurons and people think they can actually like shake it off and it's not 
meant to happen. But anyway, um, science aside, <laughs> yeah. these guys think that they've got a pretty good handle on it. Meanwhile, during the board meeting, Bright Eyes, the eighth of their training, gets real mad and attacks the incompetent fucks who were tasked with bringing her to what? the meeting. Like, yeah, she she gets violent, and then like they have some sort of plan to like trap her. Yeah, dude, but, but the it's plan is so poorly cool. thought out. And like, oh, these, these the are scientists. Bottle. The soda. The yeah. bottle. They're like Bright Eyes. Who's your favorite soda? And then they go to like try and grab her, and she grabs it, and she obviously dodges them, and then like causes havoc, and then just yeah, starts dude. fucking everything up, they, and no one knows what to do. They get absolutely wrecked. Alternative plan. Drug the soda with some sedatives. Or, like, have any better plan than get her to come near the door, because you put the soda there, then rip the door open and just try and grab her. Fucking 18 <laughs> seconds later, we see them trying to, like, f- like fuck around with, like, a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. Why not just use that? Why not yeah. just, why not, at least, why not just have it on hand? Yeah. So I guess they want to alive. Just, just have it ready. In case things Rather go than, like, wrong. sitting there oh, trying no, to load it. it. Yeah. Fucking oh, incompetent so fucking fuckwits. Anyway. But. Br- yeah. Bright Eyes pretty much just, like, Bust through prison break, dude. like yeah, prison break style. <laughs> starting the trend of apes hating glass, yeah, which is like <laughs> prevalent thing, yeah. throughout this film. Apparently, yeah. all apes hate glass. That's the main theme. Um, and bright eyes bust through right as fucking like Stephen Jacobs and James Franco's will dude. just like I'm like. And anyway, this drug is the best ever. You better believe it. And then this ape busts on through. Yeah, she doesn't just bust through. That beautiful she, presentation as well. She busts into the boardroom. <laughs> she smashes through the window. It's very triumphant. And, like, lands on the. T- Table in the middle of the yeah. and then the security guard just ices bright eyes. And I gotta say, R.I.P. Bright Eyes yeah. for that prison break. You get an MVP. Now yeah, MVP, hundred percent. Posthumous MVP for Bright Eyes. Yeah. No doubt about it. Business boy Jacobs cares only for two things in the whole world, and those things are money and also killing monkeys. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, find the most cost-effective way to put all the monkeys down. Yeah, that was one of my title pitches. Find the most cost-effective way to put those apes down. What a like, ghoulish thing to say. It's like, a real hard ass. Not, like, not just like put all the apes down. It's like find the cheapest way. You know what the cheapest way is? Both. Point hammer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the cheapest way to put the yeah. monkeys down. They're probably even cheaper. Stop like, feeding them. Yeah. That'll also work. I have a fucking like, plastic bag. I don't know, dude. It's like, yeah. awful that that's his whole vibe. Yeah. Will is there trying to argue his case, and then Jacob spins around and really, like, burns him real bad yeah. with the line. And I've quoted this <sighs> You know everything about the human brain except how it works. Yeah. I would posit that's an important thing yeah, to know. Probably the main like, thing. Like, to the know. main one, in fact. <laughs> like, I would say you can know whatever you want about the human brain. You yeah. know how it works. Fuck off. I, I know it's made up of cells. Yeah. I know there's neurons in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how any of it works. Though. I know what color it is. I know roughly how much it weighs. And I, ca- I can't you. tell you anything else. I'll be honest with you. I know how it feels if you poke it. <laughs> but I don't know anything about how it works. Couldn't even tell you. Oh, uh, yeah, no. But, like, he's a questionable stupid. character, that's for sure. Yeah. I, he, he, to be honest, though, I kind of want to give him an MVP. Because, like, I feel like the actor playing Steven is, like, chewing through this dialogue. But, like... He puts in some work. He yeah. puts in some work. He, I don't... I don't know if he can get it. All right, yeah. T- toss it to him. There are things later that happen that kind of make me question his MVP credentials. Yeah, this was an this was an early, early MVP. An early but you know, I was like, sure. you know, he's a business boy. He knows what he wants. He loves putting down apes and also making and money. money. Those are the only two things yeah. he cares about. But we quickly uh, see that he's not all bad because he does come up with a little slack. He's like, all right, just trash one twelve, start again. Like he's like, this hasn't worked. I'm not cutting all your funding. Just, just, just revise it. Go again. And then we move back into the lab where this incompetent fuck Franklin, Franklin yeah. is there with and the he's... flowery shirt. Yeah, I don't know if it's you noticed that, but it style. was, it was. He's a party boy deep down. Yeah, I wish we saw more of Party Boy Franklin. I'd love that. You know, yeah. at a bar or something like that. Party oh Franklin. yeah, he's got that real like fucking island it's lifestyle. Fizzy orange juice. 
Yeah. <laughs> his fizzy orange soda that he just carries around. Half drunk, so you know in, that he's had a sip. In like a no-label Powerade bottle, right? I know. Like, it's like yeah. they've stripped the label off yeah. and popped the top. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. that about? It's I know. I mean, easier. I guess like the props budget ran out, right? Like, and they're like, ah, it, I it mean. It too. Yeah. The prop budget ran out. Yeah. They're like, shit. Do you reckon they filmed all this last? And they yeah. were just like scraping the valve? Yeah, yeah. That might have been the case. Anyway, so it turns out that the reason Bright Eyes got really aggressive is because she's had a little monkey baby boy. And she thought they were going to hurt the baby. Me, so that's why she got really aggressive. It wasn't anything to do with the drug. I feel like we linger on this, but like not long enough. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Oh man, she wasn't aggressive. She was protective." And they kind of move on, and it's kind of like, "You guys done fucked up." Yeah. Like, how did you not notice like, there was a baby? Like this super yeah. intelligent like, ape that's very important, and you're like, "Oh, they're crazy because of the anger." And it's like, "No, no, no." It was just being protected because it had a baby. A baby, like, yeah. It's pretty... Yeah. How did... You're doing all these scans. How did you not know no, it was no. pregnant? That's true. Like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Must have been pregnant when we brought but, her in. Yeah. I mean, like... But, like, if Franklin and his flowering shirt didn't even go by, they're pretty it incompetent. Oh, At Genesis. We should... Just real quick. <laughs> the name of this place is Genesis. And yeah. they, they literally make a plan of being like, it's kind of like Genesis, but... Not, Not quite. Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking cool, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, quickly, Franklin is like, you gotta take this little baby monkey. I'd take him to Will, but, like, my brother-in-law works for security, <laughs> and he'd rat me out <laughs> in an instant. <laughs> like, what? Fucking hell. What did you do to your brother-in-law? I also love that he's, Why like, not? giving Will the choice of, like, listen... Yeah. You can either adopt this baby egg or you can <laughs> euthanize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's, he, like, I've killed enough. Here's a syringe. Like, yeah. Your choice. I've killed yeah. a dozen apes. I won't kill one more. It's for you to kill or take home. Oh, yeah, well, like, what did he say? He said something really I'm done. Like, it's yeah, he's like, I'm done. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sleepy. The Look, weight of 12 dead apes rests on monkeys. Took a lot out of me. Can you do this one, man? Yeah, yeah just come on, please. Come on. Like, I was supposed to clock out two hours yeah. ago. Some Give slack. me this one. I'm working overtime killing these apes. It's hard to kill monkeys, <laughs> man. They run around and shit. You gotta catch yeah. them, wrestle them to the ground. Oh, oh, Jesus. So, of course, Will takes the monkey home. He goes home into his house. He walks in. There's some, like, stunted Claire de Lune piano playing. What's and going on? Yeah, yeah, what's going on? He meets a nurse who's like, mm, he's pretty good today. We go upstairs, and of course, it's Will's dad, Charles, played by John motherfucking Lithgow. You better believe he's in the picture. Oh, there are some so fucking people good. in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Will's dad has Alzheimer's. Oh, an emotional reason for the whole oh, the whole reason of the damn. film. Like, that's powerful stuff. Yeah, dude. Also, Lithgow, bringing it. Oh, yeah, dude. Just crushing it, dude. Like, he's doing an incredible job here and throughout, I would say. Uh, throughout his career. Yeah, yeah throughout his career and the rest of the movie. Pretty good actor, yeah. I would say. You know, you know what, John? You know, I, this might be a brave opinion, yeah. but I like John Lithgow. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Serkis, does he play the baby Caesar? Oh. If so, the man is... The most consummate actor. I mean, I've ever he is. My life. He is quite possibly the greatest actor of a generation. Yeah, like he'll play anything. He <clears throat> he's gonna put an entire generation of actors out of work. Out of work, dude, because because you don't need Serkis anyone could, else. Yeah. you've yeah. just got Andy Serkis. It's true. He can be anything. Yeah, um, but basically, he's yeah. Snoke. He's a monkey. He's oh. a golem. Basically, uh, this baby ape is like the most adorable yeah. thing in the world. It's funny how much I fell for like the early part of this this movie where they're just like tooling around in this like young ape is 
so fucking adorable. Yeah, dude. It's like, great. Oh. So, so basically, like, we're now, like, the next five minutes are about Charles, who's Will's dad. He's, like, all confused. And he's like, where are my keys? And Will's like, you don't drive anymore, dad. And he's like, oh. And then he, like, gives him the monkey. And he's like, why don't you feed him? And then it turns out the monkey can feed himself. And we start getting Very some signs boy. that this monkey is really fucking smart. We cut forward three years immediately. And Caesar is crushing it. This scene with Caesar, who's the name of the monkey, jumping around is so sick. He's just like... Getting the cookies out of oh. the jar. He's going yeah, up in the attic. You putting the lid back on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really very is. considerate. Yeah, very <laughs> considerate. I mean, you know, more than some humans. Um, he's fucking up in the attic solving puzzles and shit. And, like, we get this, like, over, like, VO from Will where he's basically like, I brought my work home with me three years ago. And uh, the little monkey boy, he's real smart. He plays chess. He solves puzzles. He's smarter than humans his age. And he's only three years <gasps> old. And then, uh, yeah, ALZ112, I guess he figures out, like, the, the drug was passed genetically from bright eyes down to Caesar and because he didn't like have genetic deficiencies he got really smart I guess I don't know don't dwell on it <laughs> it's not important we see uh, John Lithgow sort of having a violent episode it's a real yeah. like uh, shining a light in the dark side of Alzheimer's he's fighting with stuff. his nurse shit's getting rough and so Will's just kind of like I'm just going to inject my dad with ALZ because like, it worked on the monkey. He's just kind of like, you know what? My dad, he's in a bad way, and so you know, the first human trial, my dad. Because yeah. like, I feel like in the in these situations, <laughs> in a lot of movies, the person's like, I'm gonna trial it on myself. Yeah. Instead, Will's like, no, my dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting it. Will doesn't like, have Alzheimer's. Guess is the point. Yeah, Alzheimer's, but also like. I feel less bad about, you know, I'm young, I've still got many years, but my dad, well, yeah. he's kind of already, yeah. he's yeah. on the way. It's kind of just He's nurse fucking leaves being yeah. like, he, this is he no way for him to live. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Also, come on, the job of a carer, you feel like you have to be a bit more... Well, that's what I mean. It's like one violent episode and she's like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. this is well, not what I signed up for. We don't see the history. Maybe this is his hundredth violent episode. Maybe. We don't really? know what's going on. Basically, though, John Lithgow in that scene, though, where he's, like, yelling at the nurse, and then he's just kind of, like, muttering to himself, like, no way to live. Like, powerful stuff. Had to MVP him for that scene, man. He he brings it throughout. He deserves it. So then, yeah, we get this little fucking lazy Ocean's Eleven montage where there's, like, some little, like, like, music playing, and Will just, like, pockets, like, a dozen vials of ALZ-112, (laughs) and then injects his dad. And the next morning, he's crushing it on the piano. I I... I literally have here MVP John Lithgow crushing the piano. And I am mm. genuinely so happy at this point. I'm like, this is so good. Do you reckon they injected real life John Lithgow? <laughs> and, he, and he learned how to play piano? Yeah, but all it taught him was piano, dude. Yeah. Like they, 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 yeah. the, the crazy thing about it was like they didn't like develop any genetics. They just injected him with the prop serum from the set. Like It, it was, was like, all placebo. Hey, like flowers for Charlie. One day, yeah, one day John Lithgow was just like, do you think this stuff actually works? And they were like, I don't know, let's find out. And he was just like, started playing the piano real good. But yeah, he's not actually yeah. playing. It's overdubbed. He thinks he's playing. That's the sad I... thing. It's a, uh, it's, uh, play the piano anymore. Well, I just remember of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just remembered he plays Winston Churchill in The Crown. Like He does. Amazing. He does. Very good. That. He's also a... Lord Farquaad in Shrek. <gasps> Can't forget that. I do Man. Oh my god, of course, voice, yeah. yes. No, I knew that, but I didn't know that. You know? <laughs> no, I think it's a difference, you know. Man, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Get out of here! Can't you see what I'm watching anymore? <laughs> so good, dude. <laughs> I mean, Footloose, man. <laughs> yeah, also, also Footloose. Obviously. Yeah, John Lithgow, he, he's, he's a, a friend of the show at this point, I would say. <laughs> John Lithgow, hey, I'm going to follow him on Twitter Is right now. Is he in the remake? 
No, he's in the original. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that. Yeah, fool he's the original on... angry preacher in the, oh. the footloose. Yeah, I'm gonna follow that fool on Twitter right this fucking Does second. Does he have Twitter? Yeah, dude, he's verified. Dude, okay. My my personal goal for 2018 is to get Brendan Fraser on Twitter. My personal goal for 2018 is to get followed on Twitter by Lil B, the base god. Because oh, dude, he, that's huge. He follows more people than follow him. He follows 157,000 people. But do you think oh. that's because he curses them? No, dude. It's not. He literally, dude, if you haven't seen Lil B's Twitter, it's just all him being like, I love you, we're all humans, I want to hug you, but only if it's consensual, love Lil B. Like, it's just weird shit like that all the time. And then the other thing he does is just all day retweets people who tweet about him. It's like someone will tweet like, Lil B, love your music, and he just retweets it. And he just like follows everyone everyone who follows him. So I followed him today and I sent him a message that was like, yo, F for F. So I hope Lil B follows me back. That would make that be so Wake up to a follow. That'd be good. So we uh, fast forward a little bit. We see Caesar just like looking down on the street. Yeah, and dude. he's seeing these kids with their like cool ramps and their BMX bikes yeah. doing he tricks. To. He wants to be a BMX bandit so bad. There's there's something about this ape CGI. And like you mentioned it before, like there's like an inordinate number of shots in this movie that are like apes pressed up against glass. There is yeah. something about it that looks way worse when it's through glass. Mm. Like yeah. I don't know, they just they just look really strange. It's this uncanny valley, or dare I say ape canny valley, uh? where there's like fucking you just yeah, it's it's really strange. But you know, as you say, he wants to be a BMX boy, so he gets outside and then this fucking wife beater Not ass middle class dad, dad. <laughs> I gave a least valuable player to this yeah, motherfucker. Oh, I was going to go most valuable. Really? <laughs> you so him. Him. Yeah. I think he See, gets both. I agree. I, 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 th- I think he wildly swings between them. My thing is that like nobody else in the film is at his level. Yeah, dude. Like literally, it's like they're like the actors. Like, like imagine you're like a Stanley Kowalski type character, yes, dude. and he was like. Of course. Yeah. Yes. He's Marlon Brando. Dude. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to do a Marlon Brando thing, and everyone else is like, we're doing an ape movie, dude. And he's just going like, Stella! Yeah, he's just there. Like, but they had to cut like 15 minutes of footage of him just like on his knees, yeah. like in his singlet, yeah. just screaming, screaming waiting for the rain. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, dude, I, I've written down, what a picture of suburban middle class rage. Yeah. <laughs> this guy brings it. He gets, oh, yeah, I gotta say, LVP and MVP. He's the only person that straddles that what's divide your, for me. Yeah, what's your reason for? MVP like there's a certain like spirit in him or I think I mean like it's the ridiculousness of his character but also I mean to be honest he does more for the plot than the girl which is coming I mean hey welcome to Hollywood (laughs) 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 an ineffectual love interest I've never seen that before a character that adds nothing to the movie other than looking pretty yeah never seen those in these movies yeah oh we also skipped over though one jump back LVP gotta give it to Franklin just gotta as a competent fuck LVP nomination just gotta have it now it, it, like just very quickly while we're on it, though, like you're right in that like this angry dad is like instrumental to the plot of this film, <laughs> yes. like in the franchise of this film, and we're gonna come back to that. But like, like really instrumental. But like, yeah. why? One of why the most important sing, characters. Like, like he is. <laughs> like I mean, in terms of impact on this film, like obviously Will, obviously Caesar, probably angry dad next, <laughs> and Franklin. Yeah, I mean Franklin, but but. I would argue, like, 
I mean, maybe Franklin, but like maybe Angry Dad more. Yeah, probably Angry Dad more. I- I'm with you on that one. But anyway, we've got enough track because, like, so basically, yeah, the, the reason Angry Dad's in the movie at all, he's swinging about at Caesar because Caesar oh, got yeah. into his backyard because he was like trying to play with yeah. his kids. And then, like, fucking Will and Charles come out and they're like, oh, he just wanted to play, leave him alone. And they, like, take him back inside. And then they go to the zoo. And why do they need to go to the zoo? Yeah, it's not exactly clear. Yeah, they're like, there's no vets anywhere else, I guess. Like, vets are only in the zoo in this world. But, dude, the funniest thing that happens in this scene is Caesar does a little drive-by on the homies. Like, he's a stroller and he, like, pulls up the thing and there's all the monkeys in the cages and they're all just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, why is there a monkey out there? Do you reckon it actually makes sense taking him to a zoo? Because, like, imagine going to, like, a suburban vet and being like, here's my chimpanzee. Do you reckon they're going to freak out? They might refer you to an event who knows something about it. Maybe that already happened and it was just, you know, not something they needed. Yeah, but it's a zoo vet. This is not a suburban vet job. They had to cut the suburban vet scene because the suburban dad was in the parking lot screaming (laughs) Stella the whole time. And it it was this whole subplot that wasn't in the movie, so they had to cut the whole scene. It was actually very affecting. They had to cut the whole thing. It was, was like, too good. It was, like, detracting from Andy Serkis' performance. And, like, the actors, like, in scene were just kind of like, man, Fucking Gary, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Like, you're ruining the scene, Gary. Yeah. That was a breaking character. But anyway, like dogs watching a dog on TV, these other zoo monkeys all lose it watching Caesar roll by in the stroller, and now we're in a vet scene, and I refuse to talk about this scene. <laughs> uh, I, I will. So basically, C- Caesar's there just kind of like trying to set up his boy Will for a date, essentially. But is he? Um, I mean, he says, I'm hung, and then, you know... James Franco sort of turns into a little like, and he means that we should go on a date. Now, I reckon he was just hungry. So, okay, well. <laughs> Do you know American Sign Language, Beck? Yes. Do you actually? Do you actually? No. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was ready to buy it. I was willing to believe yeah, it, yeah. yeah. You could have told us you were I know, I could have gone on the spectrum. So you fucked up. You fucked that up so hard. Yeah. You could have had us convinced <laughs> that you knew American Sign Language. Oh, like, really? like, like, everything, man. Yeah. And it's yeah, a podcast, so no yeah. one knows what the hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, like, I. <laughs> could be all talk. Yeah. No I know. sign language. It's all talk. That's. I mean, hey, look at the two of us. Might have just. Yeah, I mean, you can't even see what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Exactly. Just tap my hands. Yeah, exactly. The but movie. of course, we're talking about Kelly, <laughs> Shelly, Shelly or Kelly. Kelly, one of them. Played Not by the Frida Pinto. Fault. Yeah, Frida Pinto. Frida Pinto. She does fine with what yeah, she's given. Yeah, hey, you know, no, nothing against her. Not <laughs> she does say, and I have I mean, a uh, really great quote, I mean, quote here. I love chimpanzees. I'm also afraid of them. That is a title. <laughs> now that is as a thing to say, and like following on is is pretty nuts. I think to be like, I love chimpanzees. She should get with Caesar. Yeah, yeah. I've got more chemistry that, at the that moment. That would have been a beautiful love triangle. Would have been a great movie. Yeah. Okay, speaking of love triangles, later in the movie, Beck, because you listened to the previous episode, you were like, I feel like, because you hadn't seen the 2001 mm. movie, you were like, I feel like, there, like from the way you guys described it, there was like a real love triangle in the original movie. And I just wrote down, there is a believable love triangle here that they just didn't explore. For a second, yeah. Especially considering because how much of the down low vibe of the first two I, movies is bestiality. I also thought that like when like all, like, because Caesar's whole thing of like, like he was doing like the walking sign and that sort of thing. I was like, is he asking this lady out? Yeah, dude. And I thought that was gonna be a whole thing. And I was like, dude, can you imagine? And then James Franco was like, he's no, no. asking you out for me. <laughs> and he was be fucking like jacked, like Caesar sees. It's so bad. Man. If only Caesar could have spoken at that point. Yeah. But like, yeah, dude, the, the hitting that beastie hardy part imagine- that we didn't actually name as a point of rankability, but is prevalent throughout yeah. the franchise. I mean, you know. Speaking of points of rankability, you haven't actually had any yet, if I'm not mistaken. At this point, I've noted down, man, this movie moves really quick. Yeah. We're like 20 minutes into the movie, and like, all this has already happened. Like, for I me, think- 
That's a point of rankability. I think it's worth noting. All of us have a lot of notes, more than normal, yeah. because like there's a so lot much happens going on, in man. this film. It really like this, you can say a lot about this movie. One of the things that you have to say about it is that there's a lot happening in this movie. Mm. So now we get another window shot. Which, I don't know what specifically it was, but I've written down all these window shots are so bad. Like, who, like, looked at them and was like, yeah, add more window shots. Yeah, I need more like, of that. For some reason, these apes looking through windows just don't look very compelling. I guess it's like a prison thing. I don't oh, know. All right, that, that's what happened. It was like, the lady Kelly was like, oh, we're just going to call it Kelly. Was like, oh, you know, he needs space to explore a forest. And, and Will's like, all right, just the place. So they get in a car and they drive over the Golden Gate Bridge to go to, like, a redwood forest. And this is the first time we see Caesar, like, out the home wearing pants and at this point oh. I gotta ask did they put pants on him so they didn't have to animate an ape dick that's what I want but then later on when he's naked yeah I know but you don't really have it. you don't get as many blurry. it's yes, the action it's, shots it's all action shots right yeah. you don't get like static shots of him like like full body after he's not wearing pants yeah. anymore I wonder if they were just like well you know we need Circus's full body for this performance but like we can't have an ape dick in this movie oh, do you reckon Andy Circus mostly performs naked like as a naked body other than okay. like the fucking yeah, just the, glued to him on his naked body I think he probably insists on it yeah. oh no he, he insists I mean, at this on point wearing he, can, I think. he insists on wearing whatever the character is wearing so yeah. like when he's playing Gollum he's wearing a little loincloth really he's just in- <laughs> <laughs> Beck's so down for drinking her tea came back and forth that bit <laughs> <laughs> They're off in the Redwood Forest and Caesar, like, he gets let off his leash and he makes that little, like, eight supplication gesture. gesture. Fucking remake from the 01 Burton classic. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that a big a- thing. And it's a big thing in this film. I think yeah. it's, like, the one thing they saw from that film that were like, that's usable. Hey, actual ape behavior? Yeah, let's use because some of the, that. Because the thing is, in, that, in the 01 Burton film, like, it happens, but it's never remarked upon. That's true. Like, it was something they threw in there as, like, a cool bit of flavor, but it's yeah, yeah. never they don't actually very it, yeah. important. That's true. And then they, they fully explain it here, and he's, like, asking Will's permission, and he goes off and explores, and bang, we cut five years forward, and now Caesar's wearing a shirt as well. That's how you know time's passed. He's wearing a ratty-ass red t-shirt atop his jeans. I, like, I gotta say, dude, apes in clothes, I really like it. Like, yeah, I, I like just, it as well. It looks it's really a cool. cool look. It's, mm, yeah. But I feel like something has to be said. So he's in clothes. Okay. <laughs> something has to be said. Something has All to be right. said. But he's on a leash, so he's on a leash, and that feels like a little bit weird. Well, that it does feel the weird. Very next point it of the movie, it does feel weird to clothe someone and then also keep them on a leash. So that is the very next point of the movie. Caesar comes down, he's interrupting smooch time between Will and his lady Kelly, and then they're walking back to the car. He's on a leash, and there's a dog, and the dog starts barking at him, and Caesar gets all freaked out by it. But then he yells at a dog. He gets back to the car, and he's all like sullen, and Will's like opening the boot, like "Come on, get in, Caesar!" But he won't do it. He wants to sit in the back like a people, and then he like signs like, "Am I a pet?" And Will's like, no, you're not a pet. Because, like, he saw, like, the dog on the leash and he has a leash. And it's the beginning of this, like... It's the beginning of some social commentary, which is another point of remakeability in terms of, like, you know, where's I mean, the line between fucking... An extra point of remakeability, I think Caesar's our moody teen here. Dude, yes! I had the same point a little bit later when he wouldn't eat his, like, bowl of fruit yeah, breakfast. Yeah. Like, eat your food, Caesar, and he just, like, pushes it away. Yeah. Moody teen. I don't teen. want any damn vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're starting to get some remakeability, like, half an hour into the movie. Will realises he needs to, like, explain a little bit to Caesar about what his life is. Because he's like, I'm your father, and you're not a pet, you're a friend. And then, so he takes him to the lab, and he's like, oh, your mother died here and we gave her these drugs to make her smart and then you got really smart and I work on here to make apes smart and then that's that's basically it they go home it's been five years surely you would have said something 
Yeah, ex- oh, right, okay, that is a fucking great point. Yeah, there, because, like, like, literally, the next thing that happens is they go home, and like, Kelly's, Kelly's like, like, what's happening? Yeah, explain yeah. it to me. In the last five years, I haven't asked you about your hyper-intelligent monkey yeah. that lives with you. And he's he obviously like, signs more than I... She's a fucking vet. Yeah, dude. Like, she would and a monkey know, vet, right? Well, also, on that point, I feel like as soon as they started going out, she's like, I'm now your sidekick. Mm. I've yeah. like dropped everything. And also, at what point when he started dressing the ape in clothes was yeah. she like, that's normal that's behavior. Cool, yeah. That's cool, that's yeah. nice. You have an ape son, alright. Yeah. Nice, yeah, cool, she, cool. She's like, only I'm buying in. Five years in, she's starting to question the origins of this hyper-intelligent <laughs> ape as like a vet. And I'm not, is... I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying that I needed graying of hair or anything like that, but like, the degree to which they didn't care about aging <laughs> yeah, this. It's been eight years since we saw Will. It's eight years since we first met yeah. Will. He hasn't aged a day. Yeah. What is that guy taking? He's like wearing what the kind same of clothes? drug supplement is that dude on? Because I think there's there's something there. Like he's taking something. Like that's a, true. He a must be. Of life yeah. You know, he's probably on intermittent fasting and bone broth. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah and polyphasic you know? sleeping. Yeah, yeah, and also like mm. activated almond smoothies. Oh, yeah. yeah, very paleo, gotta, very strong. Yeah, you got very handsome those, as well. Know? We we have Will narrating this like montage package essentially of, of like of about Caesar, and then he points out the incredible signs of intelligence. <laughs> Which as like, we fair, fair point, yeah. he is incredibly intelligent. But the thing he decides to show to represent is this shitty painting. <laughs> what is it with this franchise and showing shitty paintings as yeah. examples of ape intelligence? It's so funny that that's the thing. So like, yeah, anyone who'd watched this movie so far would agree Caesar is really smart. Yeah. And the fact he's like incredible signs of intelligence. And it's just Caesar like scribbling with a crayon. Maybe the director has like a young son he's he's really proud oh, of, and he's like, oh, like Easter eggs no, I buy that. Yeah. That's this is my son, song, Damon. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is what he made. He just slotted it in. Yeah. Damon Wyatt. Damon Wyatt is like a name of a character a from name. a vampire show. Well, like Damon Wyatt. Like that sounds like a very spooky supernatural. Type. D- Damon Wyatt, alternatively, uh, like a cowboy name. <laughs> You reckon like a yeah okay I can see it you know like the okay what about girl. Winchester Jones that's a oh cowboy name. that's yeah. a cowboy that, name I, yeah but like I feel like Winchester should be the last name because like the Winchester repeating rifle what about Colt Winchester you <laughs> 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 like that one better it's really funny yeah thank yeah. you <laughs> nice. so yeah this, this, Kelly's not really into it like she's basically like no, I don't know I don't think you should be fucking with his brain and it's like okay so you waited five years to tell him yeah. this whatever fine uh, and now we're at breakfast and Caesar's being a moody teen he won't eat his breakfast but what the important thing in this scene is that Charles is slipping he's like got his fork upside down and he's trying to like cut his eggs with the handle of his fork uh, and like we Caesar like grabs his fork and like turns it around for him and we realise that he's getting worse yeah because Will realises that his antibodies have started attacking yeah, the ALC-112 and now he's going to get worse than he ever was before. This scene is intercut of like him explaining that like Charles is going to get worse with Charles getting into a car and he's a bit spaced out he's like I'm going to go for a drive and then he like gets in this random car I guess the keys are in the ignition so fuck yeah, whoever left the car here. he gets into the angry dad's car. Yeah and he crashes it into two cars on yeah, the street. Yeah back and forth back he, and forth. We also get a quick shot of fucking Caesar building a Statue of Liberty yeah, out of Lego nice. like fucking nice dude. Nice. Real nice throwback. So suburban dad is back he rips Charles out of the car and he yells, I'm a pilot! How am I going to get to the airport? Which is just like, one of these examples of like a modern Hollywood, just like unnecessary overheard dialogue. Yeah, like yeah. the prime example being in oh, fucking, fucking... Like the uh, Rogue One. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, what does she say? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's this horrible trend in films where yeah. people are like, 
if an extra just says it off camera, like yeah. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like we can point the audience in the right direction. Exactly. You can't do Literally that. that. Yeah. Just like subtly dropping these things. Like just someone in like a big crowd scene yelling something and we're all just supposed to be like, yeah, that doesn't sound awkward or stunted. So he's just yelling that he's a pilot. Uh, but Caesar sees this and he doesn't like it. He gets out somehow. Yeah, he's like going to bust through yeah, the he house just essentially. Through. And yeah. then he just basically starts attacking evil neighbor. Yeah, he he's the messes shit out of him. Like, but like not even kind of just to be like, all right, stop it, mate. Yeah, yeah. He fully like he's antagonizing this guy. He's he running nuts. down. I mean, I hate to say it, but like, and I would never accuse Andy Serkis of being lazy. But it's a straight up like Gollum Lord of the Rings thing. He just fucking bites this dude's ring finger off. He well, really does. Hey? I, well, now because you said the Andy Serkis thing, I'm thinking that they did that on purpose. Oh, it's like an intertextual like, link. Oh, yes, because oh. I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Gollum. It's a Gollum oh, moment. And, oh, nice. And then yeah. now you said it. And like, it's kind of like an angry dad as Frodo, like taking the virus. Yeah, that's to true. Mordor, yeah. Sort of so he, yeah, he chases this guy down, bites his finger off. Why? It doesn't matter. The cops come, Charles manages to come, Caesar, but now he's got to go to an ape shelter, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he's going to ape prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to do. Why death. this exists? I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, this was something I touched on a bit later, but like. What is the purpose of this place? Is it like a holding cell for apes? Actually, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, like it's a sanctuary, but they but don't care not, about the apes. It's not like, like a testing facility. No. And these people don't care about the apes. It's yeah. like an ape jail. It so it's is. not like a, con- like, I feel like they like, they masquerade as like a conservationist effort. So they'll be like, yeah, we'll take care of your apes. Well, you know, they live here. They have a nice little pack mentality kind of vibe going on. But then they just like fully mistreat them. But yeah, it really is like, what is this place is left in fucking downtown San Francisco? Yeah, like, he's not just, in like a random like inner city yeah it's strange we also get to see uh, Tom Felton hanging out here as Draco Malfoy oh, yeah playing Draco Malfoy being Tom Felton and as soon as he popped up literally my you know I mean I can't really do non-verbals here but it went from here to here yeah yeah, yeah. that's very <laughs> powerful stuff good emphasis yeah. good emphasis like I feel like when I see Daniel Radcliffe in a film I'm like oh it's the actor Daniel Radcliffe Playing a role, very good. I saw fucking Tom Felton and I was like, what the fuck is Draco Malfoy? <laughs> yeah. 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 And at first I didn't realise he had an American accent, so I was like, it's literally the just The accent is not good. It, it's, it's not. It's crushing. So, so basically, like, yeah, Will has to leave Caesar here and he doesn't like it. Like, he's, like, beating on the glass. Dude, I have to, like, this ape is breaking my heart. It's heartbreaking. It's actually heartbreaking. Andy Circus, man. You've got to gotta pay your respects. Also, it was like... As soon as he turned back, you could just see it in his eyes, like, what the fuck is this shithole that you just popped me in? So that was what he said. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you're full understanding of American Sign Language. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes, yes. This is the worst. I trusted you. You piece of shit. Yeah, that's very good sign language. Yeah. So Caesar gets baited into a cage by Draco Malfoy, and we meet a shitload of other apes that are losing their minds. We get another nice nod to the original movie, where Draco's walking out, and he's like, It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Which is a thing that Charlton Heston says in the original Apes Mm. film. Um, I feel like, though, we we make an effort on this podcast to refer to characters by their actual names, so we got to start calling this guy Dodge, and not Draco. Uh, What a terrible character's name. Because, like, fucking Dodge is one of the original astronauts yeah, in Landon the Dodge. 1968. Oh, yeah. I think I need to watch this movie. Yeah, you should. You actually should. Everyone the, should the, the original is actually it's, very it's good. It's a very good movie. It holds up. In I would say watch the Tim Burton one as well, just for, like, fucking shits and giggles. I would say yeah. don't, because, it, as we discussed earlier, on the bell curve, it's not in the right spot. Mm. It's not bad enough to be good, and it's not... Yeah, it's not... It's not to be to its credit. It's not bad enough to be beyond bad. Good. It's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a badly made movie. But the ending is just so worth. <laughs> just watch out. the ending. I just watch the ending. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
But anyway, we're back at Will's house. Charles is very, very sad, and he's starting to get worse with his Alzheimer's. He's, like, fading away. So Will decides to take some drastic measures. He goes and meets Jacobs. He explains that he treated Charles with ALZ-112 and then needs time and money to expand and make ALZ-113, because ALZ-112 only worked for a little while, and then he started to get worse again. He needs a faster virus, and, like... That's a big bomb dropped yeah. in the lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Jacobs is, like, kind of, like, laughing him off. He says at one point, and this is a, a title pitch for me, you used to be the star of this lab, <laughs> which, <laughs> as a concept... Don't you say that if you're a scientist. Is, no. like, you're the you're star. The star. You're the science star. We all fought it. We all fought it. <laughs> <laughs> but then he turns around so quickly. Yeah. Basically, he's as like... As soon as he's like, we could use this to improve human potential. Yeah, basically, he's like, not only did my dad... Uh, recover. My dad recover. He also learned how to play piano, and he was very good and got more intelligent. And Stephen's like, "We gotta go right now." ASAP, baby. So now we're back at the shelter. It's feeding time, and Caesar gets fucking hosed down against oh, the wall God. for like playing up and like throwing some of his food at Dodge, which is another nice nod to like when Taylor gets pinned against the wall of his cell, being like, "It's a madhouse." Yeah. He's pinned against it by the water. Yeah. Anyway, how do you like? How did he get a job? Which I think is explained later on, yeah. but like it's, it's at true. this point, it's like this man is a saint. <laughs> He's an irredeemable psychopath. Yeah. We get a strange thing in this. So like his mate is there. I guess his name is Rodney, and like like Caesar's being pinned against the wall of his cell by the water, and Rodney's like, "Hey, get get his clothes off." <laughs> like he's just like, you know, he's got those clothes on. You should. You should get them off, which is like, this guy's just really into naked monkeys, man. Yeah. To be fair. Because, like, one of my points of viewing ability was, like, naked, muscly guys. Oh, dude, I was going to hit on this. But, like, there's none of that in this movie. No, it's just kind of like, kind of naked, muscly apes. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. That's a point of... I'll give it to him. Point of recordability. Well, Naked, muscly apes. But anyway, this guy just wants Caesar naked because he's really into naked monkeys. Bestiality. Again, we never actually made it an official point point of remakeability, but it's been in all three movies that we've watched. So, you know what? There it is. Caesar sits in his cell, he makes like a fake drawing of the attic window, and it's very, very sad. We're back in the Genesis labs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to meet Cobra. There's ten new apes. Yeah, of which Cobra is the most important one. Uh, he looks mad fucked up, but yeah. like in a very cool he's an angry boy. Sort of style way. I wonder if he's an antagonist in the films to come. I'm not sure who would know. Probably Ben, who's seen these films before. Uh, I did um, watch all three of these movies on the plane home from Yeah, Paris. back to back to <laughs> Wow. Can you give us a little taste? taste uh, Kobe shows up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is a little bit Kobe. Um, basically, they're like, listen, Kobe seems to have some intelligence, so let's try this ALZ 113 on him. So, so they do try the ALZ 113 on him. They put him it's in a hell. gas mask. There's something about like the image of an ape wearing a gas mask that I just find so funny. I don't know why. It's like he's wearing like an oxygen mask, and yeah. it just looks so now, funny ben, to you're, me. Now, Ben, you're a science boy. Uh huh. Why would they go from from intravenous like injection of like mm-hmm. the solution to aerosol. Let me tell like, you, what's the, what's the purpose behind that? Chemicals. Sometimes it's gas. Sometimes it's liquids. You know. Yeah, nice. Okay. Um, Who would know? Yeah, God like, knows. Okay, I guess. I guess obviously yeah. the Lord above. I thought it was yeah. just like the speed aspect, just like we get it out quicker. But like, it's surely that's in, garbage. No, but like, surely, surely, <laughs> surely, surely I'm not doing that as a yeah. joke. <laughs> surely, like injecting it into the bloodstream is the fastest way. Yeah, no, of I, doing I have it. no idea. I'm just talking to. I don't know. But like that's what, that's what I'm, I'm just kind of like. Why go aerosol? And then like this is going to come relevant later on. Why weaponize these canisters as like smoke grenades? And why, if it is aerosol, would Franklin even take his mask off for a second? 
oh, because he's an incompetent fuck and he deserves the least valuable player nomination that I yeah. gave him earlier. Because basically what happens, they expose COVID to this aerosol ALZ-1113 and fucking Franklin has his mask off and there's a breach and they're like, Franklin, put your mask on, put your mask on! And he's like inhaled a bunch of the fumes. I bet that won't come up again. But uh, we're rapidly cutting back to Caesar in the enclosure and he's meeting all the other apes. And they're all like checking it out big time and then one of them, uh, Rocket, Rocket, uh, like basically starts like checking him out and then Rocket Raccoon like, Bradley Cooper yeah, he's in the movie nice. yeah. Bradley Cooper he's, he, he's doing <laughs> it basically like yeah Rocket like just like comes onto Caesar like real hard and just starts like fucking like thrashing this boy around yeah, and dude, Caesar they gets tear his clothes off beat. yeah again his clothes are ripped off his last shred of humanity he's back to the apes baby and then they just both get trained but dude primates fighting for dominance oh Point shit of yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah dude I gotta say at this point the later part of this movie, and I think, like, from here onwards, we were talking about this a bit last night, Jack, I don't know if you remember it. Have you, did you see that, like, Gorilla Channel meme? Yeah, like, This dude. is this, like, do you remember, like, that, that Trump book that came out recently where the guy had all these, like, fantastical claims about, like, things that are true about Donald Trump? Like, yeah, things, yeah, like, you know, I think He right. doesn't understand this, he, like, can't understand these words or whatever, like, in briefings, he's never paying attention. Yeah. This guy posted on Twitter this, like, joke that was like a, a fake excerpt from the book that was centered around the idea that like Donald Trump, when he got into the White House, was disappointed that he couldn't find the Gorilla Channel on White House TV. And he insisted that there existed a channel called the Gorilla Channel that was 24-7 Gorilla content. So then like the White House staff had to cut together like a 24-hour like feed of just gorillas and like pump it into Donald Trump's room. And then like he later complained that the gorillas weren't fighting enough, so they had to like add more gorilla fights to it. And then like the the crazy thing about it was, like, enough people thought that it was real and not satire that it, like, <laughs> fucking went, like, bananas on Twitter. So, like, I feel like this movie, prime Gorilla Channel content. Because there's a lot yeah. of monkeys Just show this film. Just yeah. show this film. So we jump from here. Uh, basically, like, they're doing some shit at Genesis. I don't remember what this scene really was other than that our sick man, Franklin, gets sicker. Like, oh, that, that was, like, the general vibe. Yeah, so, the, yeah, they're doing some testing. He's, like, sneezing blood onto a, onto a board. But the other crazy thing is that Koba is writing in English. Yeah, it fucking writes out Jacobs. Yeah, which is yeah. the name of Mr. Bossman. Who yeah. loves it. Like, he sees an ape writing his name, and he's very, very into it. Into it. He's yeah. like, this ape is my boy. <laughs> so naturally, Will steals a little bit of ALZ113 because his dad's getting worse and worse, and he goes home with it to try and treat his father. Um, but now we're back in the enclosure, and Caesar's meeting Maurice, a big circus <laughs> orangutan. Circus orangutan. I Not an Andy Circus And their subtitles. Because they sign oh, to each other. That's so yeah. good. Hard-coded subs of like apes talking to each other. At this point, he's like, oh yeah, I was in the circus, so I know a bit of sign. And he says, my favourite title pitch, or maybe one of them, human no like smart ape. <laughs> that's pretty but, good. Like, I, the one thing I was thinking about is like, surely they would be a little bit better at speaking to each other than like, sure, like, you know, very bitsy yeah. language. It's weird that like, fucking Maurice at one point sound, like, there's a second there where he's signing and it's like, wow, he's very eloquent. Yeah. And then as it goes on, he's kind of like, like, <laughs> like, you know, like, you me, know, tar- like me Tarzan Eugene. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, it was almost like the trend, like, there was a now a human translator trying to translate what they were mm, doing. Mm. That makes <laughs> and sense. And it was you, Beck. You worked on the right? Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. standing in the wings like, <laughs> he just said, 
Human no like smart ape. Yeah. No, I think uh, it's I apologize. Important... <laughs> <laughs> my, not my greatest work. Yeah. It's important to remember that Maurice hasn't been exposed to ALZ and any descriptions. He's just a regular orangutan. He's just a smart orangutan. Yeah, he's just a really smart orangutan. But uh, Caesar is like a super smart orangutan. I had here, um, why are the humans just such dicks to the apes? Irredeemable dicks. Like, just complete dicks. Just like electroshocking the cages for oh. no reason. Anyway. Oh, I thought maybe Tom Felton's gang could be some of the more of the moody teams. Teens, but maybe they're Ooh. maybe they're just mean teens. I think they're a little old to be teens. I, think like, they're yeah. like, I mean, in terms of emotional like maturity, mm. not very old. I would oh, say. Dude, good point. Yeah. Millennials mm. never grow up. Peter Pan syndrome. Oh, you know, smashed avocado. Lost Can't boys. Buy a house. Oh. Ugh. Ugh, I hate millennials. Yeah, um, I miss Robin Williams so much. <laughs> <laughs> so Will's come to see Caesar. Uh, he sees that Caesar is like a little bit injured and he immediately gets physical with a random dude he's just met. Yeah. He grabs Dodge by the collar and just like slams him into a wall. Like, alright, we as the viewers are like, yeah, because we've seen Dodge being a dick to the monkeys. We'll see none of this. Like, he's in the infirmary. He's like, just like slams him into the wall. It could be one of the other apes. Immediately. He's like aggressive with this guy. It's really It's like Caesar's like, fuck that guy over there. Like signing to him. He doesn't even tell him like, that guy's abusing me. He's yeah. just like, can I go home now? Which another thing. Uh, why doesn't Caesar tell him? That fucked me up. This whole scene, I was expecting Caesar to be like, dude, it's fucked in here. Yeah. Like, this guy, he's a shithead. Like, they don't, like, treat us well. Oh, like, electroshock. This is ape jail. Yeah, <laughs> this is ape prison. But, like, he doesn't. He's just like, hey, can I go home now? It's like, Caesar's smart enough to, like, explain the situation. Mm. But he doesn't even try. So, you know what? Points against. Yeah, points against you, Caesar. Mm. You idiot. Although, to, on Caesar's behalf, I feel like so many times, you know, um, James's character, Will, has just been like, trust me, trust me. Yeah. He's got a bit of, I mean, like, this is my psychology background coming in, but like, a bit oh. of anxious avoidment, like, you know, stuff going on, and that's really disorganised, you know, parenting from James. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That's true. I'm, I'm anti-Will in yeah, this movie. Will is his dad, problem. I guess, right? Like, he Will doesn't is, trust him. Will is terrible. Like, we're jumping ahead a little bit. This is one of my points from later. Literally, the downfall of humanity is entirely Will's fault. Mm. Like, this entire thing is because of Will. It's because of some bullshit he pulled, bringing a monkey home that he wasn't supposed to, testing chemicals on his dad, making new chemicals, and then, like, allowing, like, the monkey to get... It is literally all his fault. Everything that happened. Then the virus spreads, wipes out humanity, and Planet of the Apes occurs because of Will. So fuck that guy. Like, so hard. He's awful. So now, the movie for a little while kind of pivots... And we're back in, like, Apeville, and we're not seeing as much of the, like, uh, Will stuff going on, which is, you know, frankly a blessing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Caesar, like, is, is planning now. i got to say, man, at this point, like, the next 30 minutes of this movie is pretty much just, like, Andy Circus in a CGI ape suit. There's no dialogue, really. It's no. all, like, sign language. It's awesome. It's very like, good. It's really good. Circus is bringing it so hard. I wish I'd have known it was Andy Circus before I watched it. I feel like <laughs> that would have, my would appreciation would have been more. up yeah, there. But yeah, it was yeah. good. It was good. He's wearing a mocap suit, man. So he's like planning his escape. So Caesar's like tooling around and then like rockets there, just getting groomed and yeah. just kind of like like ruling over his domain essentially. Yeah, dude. He got an MVP on for me for yeah, that like pose definitely. on the rock. Yeah. He's like reclining and he's like holding out his arms like three monkeys, like pick nits off him. He looks fucking fresh to death. So now we get this scene where uh, Dodge brings a bunch of girls back to the, like, ape like, jail. Why are these ladies checking out these apes? Dude, the idea that you're, like, at a bar, you meet some girls, you're like, hey, 
want to come see Ape Jail? Like, I work in Ape Jail. Do you want to come look at it? And they're like, fuck yeah, we want to yeah. see Ape Jail. We've got the beers, we've got the babes. Yeah. And at no point are they horrified by it. Yeah. And no point are they horrified by what's going on. They're just kind of like, yeah, nice, Ape Jail. Like, until, I know this. Until he decides to fucking show himself as a complete lunatic. Because he says, here, I'll show you something fun. Grabs a cattle prod, electrifies the cages, shocks all these monkeys, and these girls are understandably horrified. <laughs> They're like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, you brought us to ape prison and then tortured a bunch of apes? Like, what is your plan here? This- Neither of us are gonna fuck you now. Yeah. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? At this point, like, like Rodney, like, like busts out. Rodney's like another worker at this ape prison, and he's basically like, hey, you guys, you stop it. What are you doing? And then, like, I think fucking Draco slash Dodge turns around and is like, hey, you're next. Oh, yeah, that was Dude, weird. Dude, he physically threatens a co-worker yeah. with a cattle prod. This is insanity. So Caesar uh, grabs the, like, his mate, not Rodney, like, the fucking this other dude, yeah. Dodge's friend, and is, like, strangling him, and then, like, Dodge comes over with the cattle prod, and he's like, hey, back off! And, like, he lets him go, and we're like, oh, that was pretty cool. Then it turns out that the reason Caesar did that is because he fucking stole his little pocket knife slash bottle opener, and now he has oh. this little blade. And he has his knife, and then immediately he's built some sort of contraption to like yep. pick the lock it, it it's a goofy looking thing but hey he does it dude. and then Caesar just like busts out prison break dude yeah. he fucking gets himself out of his cage he goes and frees the big angry gorilla Buck Richard Ridings is Buck a western lowland gorilla no silverback mm. who pledges his allegiance to Caesar yeah so, so Caesar frees Buck from his cage and he's like yo Buck help me become the dominant ape so then he brings like he lures Rocket outside by opening Rocket's cage Rocket comes out and he's like you're shit now Rocket and he hits him with a water can and then Buck's there just like like pounding the ground yeah, being like, like fucking like yeah pledge your allegiance yeah. and like Rocket like does that supplicating gesture and like I just had here like Caesar found his Agrippa like like we're in baby yeah like, dude Caesar is king yeah yeah nice nice ancient Rome ref dude pretty pretty Thank tired you. I'm sure Thomas Owen will appreciate it and hello no one else and welcome to history of Rome <laughs> so good yeah but yeah basically it's it's a hostile takeover baby and like Caesar he's just done it like he's he's the new ape king he's ruling the roost I think it might be time for a little tag yeah dude game. I think it is so how does this game work Jacko do you want to explain it for me yeah so this time I have three taglines from three oh, different yeah. films one of them is Planet of the Apes Rise of the, Rise of the, Planet of the Apes, Apes. Yeah. And then two others are just two other films. Oh, shit. In, like, a similar sort of genre. And we got to guess which um, one. I'm going to read the three of them out. you got to guess which one is the correct tagline. Oh, shit. And this is 2011. So this is New Hollywood tagline. Yeah, New Hollywood. All right. Are they all New Hollywood, or are they from all over? I guess we have to find out. Mm, all right. Okay. Number one. Evolution becomes revolution. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Number two. This summer... Discover the next step in evolution. Mm. That sounds likely. I also think. possible. Number three. War has crippled the earth. Technology has been erased. Our only hope is an unlikely hero. If it's the third one, I'm going oh. to flip this table over and walk out of my own house. <laughs> because there's just no way. Okay. I think it's number one. Here's my reasoning. Help me out, Beck. We'll work on yeah, this together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Although I have a problem with both one and two because there's actually no evolution involved in this movie. It's genetic engineering. There's no evolution happening. There's no, there's no point in which anyone actually evolves. Now, the next step in evolution, I feel like that's going to be a description for like that Transcendence Johnny Depp movie because like the next step in evolution would apply like after humans. 
Whereas like evolution becomes a revolution, that's vague enough that you can talk about anything evolving. Yeah, so these yeah, monkeys yeah. are evolving and then there is a revolution. So yeah. that's my rationale for being number one. That being said, wouldn't be the least bit surprised if it was number two because fucking taglines are just fucked. Like they make no sense. If it's number three though, I am just going to be so angry. <laughs> you right. know what? I reckon All three. Right. Oh, we, do we have to say the same <laughs> one? Three. No, we don't. We can, we can spin it up. I reckon yeah. number one. I'm going to say three because... Okay, bold, yeah. It's bold, you know. Man, I, if I'm give, wrong, I can just say it to lack of experience. Yeah, yeah. Give, give it to me, Jacko. It's number three. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's, oh, no, it's number one. Okay. okay. You got Gross. me. That was cool. I, yo, I would have been so You want to know something dude. fucking crazy? Go on. Number one is the only tagline for this film. What? According to IMDb, the only tagline, these bold motherfuckers were like, the only one we need is evolution becomes revolution. there's no evolution. I know. And that's all they did. Because fucking every other film we've done has like six or seven taglines. Yep. They were like, just one. Just one will do. That's one one will do. You know what the tagline should have been? Welcome to the apocalypse. Oh, damn back. You should go work good. for Sony. Yeah. Right. Sony, Fox, someone. Yeah, someone. Fox, Disney. Dis- just work for Disney. Fox, Disney, bit. Disney, Fox. Why but not? yeah, so this summer discovered the next step in evolution is actually AI, artificial intelligence, uh, from 2001. Oh, so that was close. I was yeah, like, that's yeah, like a next yeah. beyond humanity thing. And War has crippled the Earth, technology's been erased. Wait, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Mad Max. The Postman. <laughs> so I think Kevin Costner. No, that's Waterworld. Years after a major global conflict has left the United States in dystopian disarray, a nomadic traveler who becomes known as the Postman, Kevin Costner, wanders through towns in Northwest delivering old mail. Okay, <laughs> hang on. Thanks to the Postman's presence, people begin to believe that the U.S. government has been restored. During his travels, the postman becomes involved with the lovely Abby, Olivia Williams, and clashes with the dictatorial General Bethlehem, Will Patton. Welcome to Postman Cast. This is our new podcast all about the postman. It's a podcast within a podcast. We just talk about postman trivia. The year is 2013. One man walked in off the horizon, and hope came with him. (laughs) For delivering mail. I guess so. I guess everyone's like, the government's back. (laughs) Think about it, though. Pre-internet, mail. Super important. Very important. Hey, the fucking US Post built... Building United States. Postmaster General. Yeah. Respect. Very important. That's taglines this time around. So, so talking about this movie that we're watching, uh, Charles dies. Will's dad dies. Um, Just completely, almost, if you blinked, you'd miss it. I was a bit confused. Like, did he give him the 113? He did. Did he actually? No, he gave him the 113 and his dad instantly died. And the next scene is him and Kelly dressed up for a funeral but you wouldn't know it because it doesn't like really linger on it and then his dad's dead and we don't see John Lithgow again Kelly says one of the most horrifying things I know like some things aren't meant to be changed what like his dad's Alzheimer's your dad dad was was, always meant to die he was meant to die of Alzheimer's Jacobs has authorised more testing because I guess COVID's doing really well but he's just a big money boy being really overzealous he says he says to Will you make history, I make money. Because, yeah, he wants Will to be on board, but Will's like, nah, fuck you, Jacobs, and he quits. Mm. Franklin has, like, just disintegrated into a mess of a man. He rolls around to Will's house. Will's not there. He's knocking on doors and shit. He's coughing up blood. And then, like, fucking angry dad rolls around and is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing here? 
Fucking Franklin coughs blood on him, and he's like, "Get the fuck out of here, you piece of yeah, shit!" Yeah, dude, the angry dead. This is the part where I've written down like this fucking guy, man. <laughs> like he has the hardest life. He's so put upon. He lives next to Will. A monkey's in his backyard. A dude's stolen his car yeah. and crashed it a bunch. He gets his finger bitten off by a monkey. A dude dresses up and sneezes blood all over him. It's just like Jesus yeah. Christ, what did you do to deserve this <laughs> suburban dad? I mean, I think being like an irredeemable asshole. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's karma. Okay. Oh, jinx. Is he an irredeemable <laughs> sorry, asshole? Sorry, the podcast. Sorry. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I don't think this guy's that bad. This is where I started to turn around in him. And this is what I was talking about. Like, this guy has had some fu- Imagine this movie from his perspective. Like, try and put yourself in this guy's shoes. A fucking wild animal shows up in your backyard, and your kids are like, Daddy, Daddy, there's an ape in the backyard. And he's like, fucking hell, and like, picks up his baseball bat, and he's like, get out of here, monkey! And the monkey won't go away. And then, like, okay, the, the car crash thing, he's a little overzealous there, but I think he's still mad about the other thing. <laughs> What's happened now is that Will's decided it's time to get Caesar home, so he bribes the guy who runs Ape Jail to try and get him out. And he goes into the cell, the cell is open, the guy's like, fine, you can take him home for a whole sack full of money. Seems like he could have tried that technique earlier. Didn't even think about it, really. No, until not now. really. And Caesar won't leave with him, because he pissed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go home with Will. And the face that Dodge makes when he sees that Caesar decides to stay, he's like... Pfft. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, trouble in paradise. Yeah, oh, the fucking guy. I want to know why does Tom Felton always have to play like these the smug, smug shithead villains? Yeah. Like, why can't he do something else? He's he's a pretty cool guy by all accounts. Yeah, like he's meant know. to be a really nice dude. I can't say much of his stuff though. Yeah, but I mean, what <laughs> is the, it? The, the like, I'm only thinking stuff. from two movies, like yeah. two things. Well, I mean, a full franchise that like captured franchise. the imagination of a generation. You know, uh, so Caesar like nicks a packet of cookies. We found out later that Chips these are. Chips Ahoy, these are Dodger's cookies, because he's very mad about it later on, yep. and he essentially just wins over the apes with cookies. Like, he, he heads over to Rocket and is like, yo, here's a cookie, and then, like, gives him the bag of cookies, and then Rocket gives all the cookies to everyone else, and everyone's like, yes, Caesar is the cookie master, and thus Dude, our lord and king. But this is where the social commentary comes in, because rather than Caesar going around and giving the monkeys the it's cookies... It's like a trickle-down economy. Yeah, he, he gives, like, Rocket the cookies to dispense to the other apes, because the next thing that happens is, like, Maurice comes out and he's like, why you give Rocket cookie? No, okay, and a title pitch for me... Why Cookie Rocket? <laughs> that is what is the subtitles of this one. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. That, that's pretty good. But then, my next title pitch. It's because he picks up a stick, Caesar, and he snaps it. And he's like, apes alone weak. And then he has like the two sticks and he tries to break him. And he's like, apes together strong. Mm. Apes together strong, dude. Very I am good. so Very on board good. with this philosophy and as a title pitch, apes together strong. Because Caesar's realised that apes need to work together. He's got Rocket on side now, and they're working together to get all these But Maurice points out a huge flaw in that mm. he's just like, apes are stupid. Yeah. Because like these guys are just fucking like, even with them like won over by his cookies, yeah. like, still they're still like fucking fighting each other. It's and true. so Caesar hatches a plan. Dude. He fucking Ocean's Elevens it to get out of here, man. Like, somehow from his perch on high, he sees the, like, code to the door that Rodney punches in. I can only imagine he went in and was like, and, like, blew a handful of dust on the like, like, these ones. We don't see that. That's off camera. Yeah. Yeah, that was was another thing they had to cut because all the stellar yelling in the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, (laughs) we, so we see him break out. 
And he breaks into Will's house. Yeah, he heads home. And because Will always keeps a stack of AL, ALZ113, yeah. even, even though it's literally what killed his dad, you know, yeah, just in he case, still keeps it in the house. Just in case he wants to do a bunch more illegal testing yeah. on or a like human kill subject. Angry dad. Uh, angry yeah. I think dad. he wants to kill more dads. I do. I think there's <laughs> he's an, planning on killing angry dad with ALZ113. Where he's planning to sell it to terrorists. Ooh, oh, like a like, state secrets treason type yeah, deal. Yeah, and yeah. or chemical weapons deal. Oh. I mean, he's kind of jobless now, so yeah, he's, he's got to do something. So he's like a disgruntled government scientist selling chemical weapons. Yeah, dude, that's a film. That is a film. Yeah. So it's a TV. So this is the point where I just like I'm like fuck Will like completely. Yeah. And I turn to the ape side. Like, yeah. This movie just positions you to be on the side of the apes, no doubt. The only thing is the like weirdly menacing scene where he's standing over Will and Kelly while they're asleep in bed and just staring at them. Yeah. Which is another kind I of I think like, it's kind of like what could have been? I could be with Kelly. Yeah. yeah. I I was asking well, her out and love then Will triangle, was, dude. Yeah, I was asking her out and then Will was like he's asking you out for me. Yeah. Dude, bestiality ape love triangle. Highly remakeable. Highly remakeable. Yeah, Actually, dude. Kelly was always there. And, like, maybe he was trying to get her to The help. whole time. Yeah. It's always been about Kelly. This, like, pointless and, the like, underdeveloped character. Gets named character. Once. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Caesar takes all these uh, grenades, and I call them that, as I mentioned earlier, because the ALZ113, it comes in aerosol form, mm-hmm. baby. And so fucking Caesar literally drops these smoke grenades of Ape Smarter Serum into the ape jail, and all of a sudden, everyone's got those bright eyes. Yeah, dude. Before that happens, though, a couple of uh, other interesting little nods. So, we get, like, a little um, newsreel where it's like, Icarus, first manned mission to Mars, launches. That is the fucking Mars mission that Taylor and Landon and Dodge yes. are on in the original yes, movie. Yes, the so that's one, them yeah. launching to later, like, come back to Earth to find that it's fucking Planet of the Apes now. So that's a pretty cool nod. Then we're in the staff room of Ape Jail, and Dodge is there like, Who fucking took my cookies? Yeah. My father will be hearing about this. And he says, yeah, if he didn't take my cookies, then who the hell did? Dodge yeah. loves these chips ahoy. They are good. Okay. <laughs> well, in his I defense. I mean, Al, yeah, Al, our snack correspondent, Beck like, Cole, is I would here. Be in, yeah. Like, it's probably 4pm, you're, like, really hungry. Yeah. Dude, okay, so the next thing that happens is, like, we yeah, we learn that Dodge is, like, the prison keeper's dad, uh, son, I guess. <laughs> Not his dad. It's like, yeah, yeah. He becomes his own grandfather. Yeah, it's he, a whole Futurama he, he, thing. There's a weird thing where he goes back in time, has sex with his grandma. Oh, it's, God. It's all pretty strange. But anyway, dude. The next thing that happens is the, the, the ape jail master sees, like, Caesar standing in the courtyard, like, teaching all these apes sign language. Can you imagine how unsettling that would be? The like, immense horror you would feel in that moment. That is a Hitchcock the birds moment, dude. Like, he looks through the thing and there's just, like, a hundred apes in, like, amphitheater seating, watching Caesar be like, and, like, yeah. doing different hand gestures and, like, teaching them and he's sign language. Like, huh? And they all move away, and he's like, yeah, that's right, you stupid apes. They all look at him, and then they just disperse while staring at him. He they sees just... Ape Congress and just doesn't give a shit. So coming from here, we, uh, we get to see a random neighbor. Uh, she busts into our boy Franklin's apartment. He dead. Yeah, Franklin's just straight dead. He's just, like, straight up dead. Yeah. Do you, but... do you say Miss Franklin? Well, like, what was he saying? Mr. Franklin? No, she was saying Mr. Franklin. I, I Franklin? thought she was saying Mrs. Franklin as well. Yeah. It's yeah. looking for his wife. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Uh, but it's Mr. Franklin. That's what I thought. I thought you were looking for his wife, and then there'd be, like, a whole bunch of bodies in there or something like that. Like, they'd all died because they were sick. Instead, it was just, like, one Mr. Franklin dead, and I was like, whoa. Or it was, like, the start of another movie where it turns out that Franklin's, like, a Dexter-esque serial killer. Oh. And, like, there's, like, hundreds of bodies in his apartment. Oh, dude. Like, in the freezer, all the yeah. heads and shit. And, like, she goes in the freezer, and it's just like, boom, boom, boom. 
bum, bum. And then, like, the movie stops and it's season one, episode one of Dexter. Now we're back <laughs> at Ape Jail and Tom Felton, uh, or, or rather Dodge, sees Caesar outside his cage at night. And he's like, you're Rodney! What's he doing outside his cage? But, dude, Rodney is watching Planet of the Apes. Is it Planet of the Apes that he's watching? Yeah. Okay. Charlton oh. Heston in Planet of the Apes. Which begs some fucking like, it, questions it from this franchise. In a line. world in which, like, fucking Planet of the Apes came out in 1968, why would you ever try and make apes more intelligent? Well, like, in what world... So, no, I'm sorry. In what world are you like, I know this is about to make these apes more intelligent, but we've never seen that go bad before. Dude, They've are, seen Planet of the Apes. There are bigger problems, right? Because that's science fiction versus, like, real science. We do experiments like that shit in the real world today, even though Planet of the Apes and all these movies exist. The bigger problem is we get references... To the original movie. And the implication is that this is a prequel to that movie. Like, that very movie that he's watching, this movie is a prequel to it. The mission that carries the people on the screen with the movie it's he's an watching... It's cycle, dude. Literally, time, time is a flat, flat circle. circle. Oh As the God. only explanation, yeah. he's watching a future documentary transmission about what happens to the Mars mission that left. It, it just, like... They are just absolutely fucking the timeline at this point. There's no other way. Meanwhile, as this existential crisis is going on, Tom Felton, as Dodge, is just, like, trying to fuck up Caesar, who's, like, hanging out in the, uh... This scene is so... The good. main enclosure of, of the ape place. He's, like, fucking, like, swinging out that cattle prod, like, trying to beat this, like, beat Caesar up. This scene, so many awesome things happen in this Caesar scene, Caesar fucking grabs his wrist as he swings at him. And just like bellows, like no. <laughs> Caesar can fucking speak, yeah. and then just like beats the shit, yeah, dude, out of Tom Felton. Got to say, even with the Calibrod, the idea of trying to one v one a chimp, like in a that muscle density. Is what are you insane. doing? Yeah, like monkeys are so strong. Like it's fucked up how strong they are and how fast compared to human beings. We also get Tom Felton screaming here, take your stinking paw off me, you dirty ape. Which I guess makes sense he because to. he's seen Planet of the Apes in yeah, this world. Yeah, I guess in that world. And he's just a big fan. At that point, is he just like shouting out, like, like, like in a world where Planet of the Apes exists, like, is he just like, oh shit, this is like Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And then like references that. Yep. Like, is he just like super with it? Dude, do you think the Simpsons exists in this world? Ooh. And do you think The Simpsons parody of Planet of the Apes exists in this world? Oh my god, yeah. I was wrong. That's, it's, <laughs> it's gotta be... I mean, if Planet of the Apes exists, it, it simply must. Yeah. So, yep, Caesar beats the shit out of him. Uh, then he goes and frees all the other apes. Dodge shows up like in the cage while he's like letting all the apes go. And he pulls up the Caliprod. And Caesar picks up the hose and blasts him with oh. it. And he just gets ride dude yeah like electrocuted to death by his own yeah. fucking cattle prod moving on from there we get a quick shot of how the uh liberty one slash icarus is lost in space Ooh. oh sequels yeah dude so we we cut back to the house where uh will and kelly are hanging out this is the first time we get her name or shelly yeah kelly or shelly it's not exactly clear because basically what happens is like Will goes outside and sees, like, the thing hanging from the ceiling that pulls down the attic. And he's like, hey, Shelly, did you go in the attic? And she's like, no. And then he's like, well, clearly Caesar was here. That's oh, the end of the explanation. Yeah. Checks the fridge, realizes the ALZ 113 is missing. Goes fucking to the ape enclosure, finds the shelter abandoned, and Dodge just fried. Gotta say at this point, though, waiting this long into a movie to actually name, like, the primary female character? To be fair... Kind of one of the things that happens in the original movie. And also the 2001 remake. Because neither Nova 
nor Ari, who are the two primary female characters in those movies, get named until now, very why, near the end. I, I feel you. Why in 2011? Why you would choose to do it? No, no. Like, why, why do you like to listen? Unfortunately, we'd love to introduce these characters earlier and give them something to do. Mm. But it's the franchise we're remaking. You know, in, in this and movie... So yeah. We're changing a lot of the rules in this universe, but we, we do have to make sure that the females don't do anything <laughs> and no, are just, like, love There's interests. just no time for Jick in this yeah. movie. <laughs> anyway, yes. she would have probably been in Slumdog Millionaire before this was a movie. I mean, 2011. When was Slumdog 2011, yeah. When did Slumdog come out? Because... She was like, I don't know, she was still a love interest, but still had something to give I mean, in that movie. I think comparing this film to Slumdog Millionaire, like, <laughs> like this Ew. film's going to be found wanting. Yeah, dude, Slumdog Millionaire wanting. was fucking three years before this. And then, you know... So she's fucking she's come out of Slumdog Millionaire, yeah. and then it's like, yeah, I guess I'll be this, like, pointless love interest. Yeah, no, I feel, like a lo- I feel like most of her lines were improvised. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, no, like, we haven't All written anything <laughs> for this character, but, like, just... Just um and ah. Like, like she probably. Um I think there was a line where she kind of mumbled like, "Hi Caesar." Oh God. <laughs> hey, Caesar. hey Andy. Get get out of the suit, Andy. Andy, it's a real pleasure to work with you. I know there's yeah. no like we don't actually get any time to interact on set. I just wanted to say, love your work, man. Really like Lord of the let Rings. me knee, but I just yeah. wanted to say hi. And then they just left that in the movie. Andy, <laughs> Andy, Andy, the scene's over. You're, yeah. you're running around naked on what? Like. Your, your dick's everywhere. Can I, can I get something for you? Please, yeah. Can I get something for you? <laughs> okay, I've just looked it up, and I'm ready to fuck, it, fuck both of your minds right now. Frida Pinto as Dr. Caroline Aranha. There you go. Caroline. Not Kelly I'm or sorry. Shelley. No, no yep, doesn't matter. I think James Franco didn't even know what her name was and just yeah, went... Yeah, he's like, no hey, Kelsley. Ke- <laughs> <laughs> didn't even read the script. Anyway, so things happen pretty quickly from here. Yeah. Like, basically, there's a bunch of apes just going absolutely ham in the city. Uh, Will finds out that they must have got the ALZ-113. It's literally all Will's fault. Literally everything that happens to humanity is his fault. Rodney, who's been locked in a cell, tells Will that Caesar can speak, which I guess is, like, important, but doesn't seem that important in the context of what else is going on. Like, why that's the thing that he's latching onto is kind of odd to me. But anyway, to be fair, I guess that's literally the first time any animal has ever spoken of its own free will yeah. other than like a parrot but you know strange that that's his first point rather than like hey dude can you get me to a hospital <laughs> anyway the apes are running right at Gensis just like fucking tearing things up and the ape raid on Gensis is so good man they break in they free all the other apes you know they, what they do Cobra. you know what they do a lot of is break glass yeah what yeah. is it with this fucking ape fetish of breaking glass and just apes with glass just yeah anyway man for some reason this movie is obsessed with it you're right I'm all about ape pride now let these apes be fuck will fuck humans fuck us all that's a very 2018 vibe Vibe, though, yeah, yeah, very existential, yeah. very powerful. An anti-human vibe. Yeah, I kind of feel like this movie would play well now. It's a good thing they're still making them. So Caesar and his pals <laughs> roll never through. Stop. Caesar and his pals roll through and just like recruit as many of these apes as they can. Yep. And then there's a whole big army together. They got all like the drugs they need and they're fucking rolling out. Dude, Jacob shows up at the lab and there's this awesome scene. Like he walks in and he's like, what the fuck's going on here? And then we get the shot. Like he's standing in the lobby and all the like tiers of the next floors are just yeah. covered in apes and 
and it's like, man, he's about to get smoked. But somehow he escapes, he gets out of a helicopter and flies away, and the monkeys all go to the zoo for some reason to free all the not-smart apes. Because I guess why not? Yeah, why not? At this point, it's like strength in numbers, you know? Yeah. Apes together strong, I guess. And then they're just like heading towards like the Golden Gate Bridge. They are fucking just holding ass, making a mockery of the police, man. They're like, like running through shit and like like it's 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 messy as hell. It's an Dude. apocalypse. Hey, uh, back again. I'm back. Uh, that's the last time I'll use it, but <laughs> No, hey, I think I think yeah, there's, one, in one, there's one more. Okay, three times, yeah. Yeah. So so Maurice picks up a manhole cover and hurls it through a cop car. Dude fucking, fucking buck rips something out of the a ground. Parking meter. Yeah, a fucking parking meter and then use it as a Fucking, oh. like, throwing hammer to total a car. It is so good. Like, and, like, spoiler alert, pretty much the rest of this movie, like, the next 30 minutes is just, like, pedal to the floor, like, apes wrecking dude, shit. Dude, Like, there's very little more plot. Buck and Maurice get MVPs from me yep. for messing up these cop cars. Tandem both MVP. Yeah, I, I have the same point. They both get MVPs for those awesome manhole cover and also parking meter throws. Very, very good. So not, not to, like, accelerate too much, but essentially there's, like, mayhem everywhere. There's a lot of cool, like, ape stunts. But essentially... Uh, we get to a point where Will's like, I gotta get to Caesar. I gotta try and, like, slow him down. Reason oh, God. Him, I guess. And then, like, uh, Kelly pulls a diversion. Caroline. And, sorry, Caroline oh, yeah. pulls a diversion. The oh. last time we see her in the film, and it's just kind of, like, pretends to, like, r- like climb over, like, being like, I gotta get to my car. Even though she's not heading towards a particular car, like, the cops stop her, and Will runs yeah. away. And that she really- looks at the camera being like, I did it. And that's I it. I finally made that's, myself useful. That's her character. That really was an acceleration. The Golden Gate Bridge is in gridlock because I guess they've locked down the city or whatever. And the cops on the south side just stand there waiting for the monkeys. And the business boy, Jacobs, in the helicopter is like, Are you going to shoot those monkeys? And the guy's like, like shooting fish in a barrel. And he's just like, good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Good, and good. He, an important character for him. He just loves killing monkeys, dude. Like, he has probably like 30 lines in this movie. At least four of them are like, dude. Kill all those monkeys. <laughs> like, he's, he's obsessed with it. He just wants monkeys to die. Caesar directs, like, the chimpanzee. For some reason, it's like a racial thing, but he directs the chimpanzees to climb right. the wires to get it up top. It is a weird And then the orangutans thing. to climb underneath oh. the so I'm not sure what that's about, but anyway. Rocket leads the chimps up and over. Maurice leads the orangutans down and under. I guess it's like a cool tactic that he's employing. And Caesar leads, like, everyone who's left, like, straight up the middle. So, horse cops come in, they start wrecking shop, like this guy like fucking wrecks an ape with a big baton, but not for long, because fucking Buck gets in there, like flips a horse, and he's about to kill the cop who was riding the horse, but then Caesar's like, no! And so he like stops killing the guy and just moves on and leaves him there. The horse moment was a really like high note for me. It was very cool. Fucking Buck like wrestling, because like, the fucking like, like he gets up and like wrestles with a fucking horse and yeah, like it was fuck, sick too. oh I love that boy. <laughs> literally, <laughs> so I wasn't much. kidding. Like the rest of the movie is literally just pedal to the floor yeah. gorilla action going on all the time. So like Caesar gets to like he realizes that there's like the final stand of the cops on the south side of the bridge. He directs the gorillas to like flip a bus and use it as a movable cover. It's like a barricade. Yeah, it's awesome. They push it forwards like they're all like together. So like and the cops all just like just shooting the bus, but they can't like get through because all the yeah. apes are hiding behind. They the stop bus. shooting, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me but they do decide to do that yep. and then Caesar like calls for the final fucking showdown yep. as like like the chimpanzees leap from on high and then the orangutans bust up they flank and they all fucking they, they flank him and then like just like Dude, wreck shop on these Caesar fucking humans riding it on a horse 
Caesar it's leads so the charge in, like dope. a horse comes galloping in through the fog, and Caesar like stands up on the horse and is just like, Arr! and then all the apes charge in from like three directions oh, so and just good. make a mockery of the cops, man. Like they just fucking put them to the sword, completely wrecked. I guess some people do die, even though we saw Caesar like stopping Buck from killing other people before. Yeah. All right, here's something that's fucked up. So Jacobs is in the helicopter with these guys, and he's like, "That one, that's the leader." How does Jacobs know Caesar? How does Caesar know Jacobs? They've never met. No. He was a baby when he left the lab eight years ago. Jacobs has no reason to expect that it Caesar... It shouldn't happen. It, just, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, happen. I didn't even pick up on that. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But dude, so like, so they start like shooting with this big minigun like out of a helicopter... And then, like, Caesar picks up all these chains and makes the throw of a lifetime. Oh. Just captures, like... Just, just knocking like... off this soldier and Jacobs, like, yeah. knocking him back. But this fucking, like, helicopter will not stop. Yeah, dude. And you know your boy Buck's up to the challenge. Dude. He fucking runs up, charges, leaps off the bridge into the fucking helicopter and just goes ham tearing it apart as the helicopter drops down onto the bridge for that I mean like we already gave him one double MVP nom yeah. for Buck I literally have here he Buck wins he fucking Buck takes wins. out a chopper he just does dude and then although I feel like not an MVP but we've also on the other side got to give an honourable mention to the helicopter pilot yeah because the last thing we see of the helicopter pilot is like six tons of ape flying at him off a bridge he's got his little pistol and into Till the grim death, he's just like, ah! like just firing rounds out of his pistol. He will not go down without a fight. He's shooting at this charging ape with his shitty little sidearm. Like, you know, fuck it. It's like that uh, like uh, Game of Thrones spoiler scene where like, you know, all those guys like fight the giant underneath and it's just like, oh, you gotta respect both sides of that. Yeah. 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 They're both fighting for something they believed in and everybody dies. <laughs> So that's pretty much it, really. Like, the, the helicopter crashes onto the bridge. Caesar pulls Buck from the wreckage. Buck yep. dies. And I, I gotta be honest, like, admittedly, I'm a real sucker for heroic sacrifices, but it hurt me, dude. Like, I R.I.P. Buck. Really? Like, I love that character so much. I so, feel like I've become really, like, stone cold in, in this movie. Yeah. But I feel, maybe you've I should have de- seen the been, other ones. You've been desensitized. I'm yeah. very much desensitized. I feel like, <laughs> for me... I really didn't care about Buck's death. Oh, that's a shame. I mean... <sighs> sleeper. Heroic gorilla sacrifice for nothing, I guess. Yeah. But, but in saying that, I felt very emotionless towards most of the characters in this yeah, film. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair enough. Like, uh, but don't worry about it, because, like, fucking Caesar sees Jacobs, who's, like, clinging to life in this chopper, turns around, doesn't give a fuck, gives the nod to Cobra, yeah, who dude. jumps down with his fucked up face... Cobra gets his revenge. Just fucking kicks this chopper down off the bridge, sending Jacobs to his fucking death. His watery grave, as it were. <laughs> this, for me, really struck me as like a Mufasa Scar thing. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it just? Wasn't yeah. it just? Yeah. It was long Scar, and then he was like, and then he was like holding king. onto the edge, and then he was like, and what, yeah, long live the king. Because oh. yeah. that is the end of the movie, I wish basically. I, yeah. yeah, pretty much. The like, apes like, get into the forest. Will's whole diversion thing is like, I oh. guess, relevant but not really because Dude, like it is completely we just, irrelevant we just get to the forest uh he like he's like running around this redwood forest being like caesar caesar cobra jumps down and is like about to fuck him over then caesar jumps in intervenes and like fucking throws cobra off they have a brief conversation where will's like come home and then caesar's like no Caesar is home. But he says it in English. He says it in English. English. Very powerful stuff. Will is like... Instantly on side. Yes. Okay. Correct. Caesar is home. Correct. So the whole subplot 
of Will desperately trying to get to Caesar is completely null and void. It's irrelevant. He spends all that time trying to get there so Caesar can say literally exactly three words to him that convinces him to go... Caesar. Oh, yeah, you're Caesar's right. Home. Yeah, Caesar's home. Fair enough. You fair are. Enough. That's, yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's go, Kelly. I mean, Shelly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> I mean, she's not even here. Yeah. Bye. We never see either of them again. No. And then <laughs> Will fucking gives, like, the nod of approval as yeah. Caesar climbs his redwood tree with the rest of the apes. And then that is almost uh, the end of the before film. Before we get to the thing you're talking about, though... Here is the closest thing to a panorama shot to bring us home. Yeah. Caesar's on top of the Redwood. We get a panorama of the San Francisco mm. skyline. Kind of remakeable. Kind of. Kind of. Bit of a stretch. Oh. Yeah, the credits roll, and we, we think the film's done. I, yeah, I'm dude. fucking, like, getting up to go to the bathroom, and then, <laughs> wait, what's going on? And we get the mid-credit roll. Yeah. It's so good, dude. And, like, the, the weird thing in this movie, in this bit, is, like, I don't know if... I kind of want to go back and watch this to see if I, like, hallucinated this. I feel like the music that was playing is kind of like reminiscent of the music at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark right. when they're oh. like wheeling it into that big warehouse oh, where it's fuck. like oh. Nee, 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 oh dude very ominous <laughs> I feel like it was like deliberately aping that style but, but we like, have our angry dad in his pilot dad, uniform dude. like look I mean I gotta be honest looking better than he ever has I mean he's not wearing a wife beater yeah he looks less like an angry dad and more like a professional yeah Um, he's heading to work he's coughing a little bit Mm. and then as he's walking along a little bit of blood drips down onto the floor from his nose he got sneezed on by By Franklin Franklin. he's got that 113 and you know he's heading to New York baby oh and yeah and so we see this like little like flight path map and the disease is spreading (gasps) it's the end of the film and the end of humanity, and it's all Will's fault. Yeah, that piece of shit. Thank you, as always, for listening to Still Interested. It's been extremely fun having you on the show. Oh, it's been so good. You know, hanging out with you these last hour I and feel a like bit. we've really gotten closer, you know? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. true. Time's worn down these barriers, and... Uh, yeah, we've welcomed you into our, our hearts, and also our homes. I'm feeling right. something real. Yeah. yeah, you know, together... Apes Together Strong. Yeah, Apes Together Strong. Apes Together Strong. (laughs) So if you want to be together with us on the internet, you can get us at Curio Network or at SI Curio Show, Mm -hmm. and you can get me at Mr. BT McAllister. Or me at at Jackson underscore Usud. I'm trying to get at Jackson Usud, but Twitter's not being helpful about it. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. Beck, do you have any social media presences you want to call out? Look, Snapchat maybe, you know, like... Beck Cole 17. On Twitter? On Instagram. On Instagram. Not okay. quite the, although well, I did used to have a Twitter, and like, I'm not, I'm, you know, name drop right now, but I was followed by Julia Gillard. Whoa. Whoa, what? That's awesome, oh, actually. Oh, yeah. How did that happen? Look, I didn't even do anything. She just followed me. I mean, what can I she say? She was just like, I'm going to sample the population. I'm, yeah. I'm the yeah. down-to-earth people yeah. that live yeah. in this country. The Aussie battlers. Yeah. And who else? I mean, I've got a couple. Um, uh, wow, we've a got, couple of scalps. I mean, I mean, these ones may be a bit less impressive. Have you like, got Lil B? Lil, oh, <laughs> no, damn it. Lil B. I tried, though. No. No. Um, no, who else have I got? No, she's kind of... Oh, Ricky Lee. Whoa. Ricky Lee Coulter? What Whoa, the dude, fuck? What? You have Ricky Lee Coulter following you following on Twitter? You? How many yeah. followers do you have? I think I had about 40. And two of them? <laughs> you were Julie Gillard and Ricky Lee Coulter? Come two on. Australian icons. Come on, people from the first two seasons of The Voice. Five, 5% of your Twitter followers are famous Australian icons. <laughs> Anyone else worth noting? Look, I've got a couple of people from first two seasons of The Voice. 
Why? What, what did you do? What did you do? Look, I mean, I did used to post uh, SoundCloud audios of myself singing. <laughs> wow. And they were that good that Julia, okay. Julia Gillard Julia, oh, was I think, like, I'm, I'm, I know I'm ex-Prime Minister of this country, but I'm going to follow this girl. Also, Ricky Lee Coulter, like... So forget all that shit we said before. Yeah, this is, <laughs> just, that's just unimportant. Just go follow back on Twitter, yeah. because well, that's amazing. I mean, if you can find me. Yeah, what's but, the handle? The handle, it might still be BetCole17, but I mean, you know, that's my handle for my other social medias. Looking it up right yeah. now. And your password for all your important <laughs> oh accounts. Oh no. Guys, I want to talk to you about most valuable players oh, in this movie. Fine. I want to run through the ones I got. And right. Jacko's going to run through, run through the ones he's got. And Beth's going to add any that we've missed. Sure. And then we're all going to talk about it. Mm. So, okay. First one, Bright Eyes. That's going to be a big one. Bright Eyes for just the prison break thing that she does at the start. Wrecking those incompetent fucks. Pretty good. Um, Charles, John Lithgow, brings it. Throughout the movie until he dies and is never heard from oh. again. I also had like Stephen around here as well as an MVP. I know that was like debatable, but I think you know, like given what he, Stephen Jacobs, given what the actor Mr. had to boss do. Man. I was Stephen almost Jacobs about to say, who was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, J- Jacobs the boss man. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I've got Rocket for that bit where he's just looking so fresh oh, to death, sitting yes, on a rock. Yeah. Um, Maurice and then Buck, Buck and like, Maurice. Yeah, Julie hard, hard to get around. Uh, what are you guys feeling? Because I'm very buck. I'd say buck again for that fucking chopper takedown. Yeah. And you know I buck full stop all day, 24-7, 100%. Listen, yeah. the buck stops here. Yeah. With me and buck. What do you we think, stopping a buck. What do um, you I have to agree with you. And I mean, like... You didn't care when he died, I didn't but that's care, okay. But you know, two against one. No. <laughs> oh, so, so, it's peer no, it's pressure. Like, it's usually you a unanimous can, choice you can kind be, of vibe. Well, yeah, There's no real stand-up for me, so I'm just going to let him... Let yeah, Buck fair take... enough. Let it ride, baby. Yeah. yeah. All right, I mean, now... By default, Buck, you won. Let's but talk seriously, about though... LVPs. Okay. Because we haven't really... Yeah, there's a few in this movie. I think Franklin's up there. Franklin, Will. Jacobs, Will, right? Okay, yep, Will. we can't go past that. No one actually explicitly nominated him, but he does suck. He's literally... I did technically throw an angry dad as well. Yeah. An angry dad as well. Will is literally responsible for the downfall of humanity. Yeah. Literally personally and responsible. And he's kind of smug about it at the end. Yeah, like kind of feels like he should feel good, even yeah. though literally humans becoming extinct and apes taking over the planet, it's, it's his fault. So, is it Will? Are we maybe, kind of agreed on that? Maybe Will, yeah. Yeah, so. no, good and call he wasn't back. really there for Caesar at all. No, no he really... He yeah. He's a bad ape dad, and he also killed every human. So, he killed you know, his dad. He killed his dad. His dad he and, killed his own dad is the and, thing and, that the movie really doesn't really being. touch on. No, but the fucking <laughs> film shows him murdering his dad with this serum, and that's it. There's no guilt from him being like, man, the serum wasn't ready, I killed my dad. It's just like, my dad died because he was sick. There's something Carolyn, change, my right? dad died because he was sick. Like, oh. Also, I killed every other living human being. Yeah. Indirectly through my actions. So, I think we're agreed. It's but great. at the point in which he kills his dad without any remorse, it's kind of like, well, oh, that's his first murder, and then he gets a taste for it. Yeah. And decides to just murder the rest of every yeah, sentient living human being. All right, all right. So, bit of trivia? Buck, Will, MVP, LVP, throw me some fucking trivia, dude. All right, let me so get it out. The jigsaw puzzle that Caesar has nearly completed is a depiction of Taylor and Nova from the original Planet of the Apes riding on a horse down the beach just before coming upon the Statue of Liberty. Like, literally. Do you think his favourite film was Planet of the Apes, dude? <laughs> it just, the timeline makes no sense. Because they directly, like, 
this is a prequel. It's yeah. a prequel to that movie. And they set you up that movie with the fucking launch of Icarus. You can't have the movie like, in, the, in yeah. the prequel. It can't exist. Oh, Jesus. Ah, that makes me so fucking angry. Irrationally so. Oh, my God, dude. This is fascinating. Caesar's speaking voice was mixed by sound designer Chuck Michael, who mixed the sounds of fully grown male chimps they recorded at Chimp Haven with Andy Serkis' voice. <gasps> they literally, like, spliced it together oh. to make it sound like a chimp speaking. That's fucked up. Whoa, Charlton Heston's in this movie. Who is Charlton Heston in this movie? Is he the guy who runs Ape Haven? Is that Charlton Heston? Is he That's not Dodger's dad? Oh my god, I have to look this up now. Jesus Dude, Christ. Dude, he can't just play dads in this franchise. <laughs> like, he played the main character and then he was like, Now, every dad will be played by me, Charlton Heston. <laughs> this is Charlton Heston's fifth appearance in Planet of the Apes. He started in the original... Played a smaller role in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Was seen in archive footage kissing Zira in a sepia yellow flashback in Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Had a cameo as Zaius in Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. And, oh, can be seen on the TV set in the ape bun. Right. Okay, right. So he literally, like, he's he's in the movie as the guy from Planet of the Apes, but he's not actually in when the movie. When did he He die? might have been dead by the time. No one's really sure. I'm not going to look it up. He might have just been dead. Maybe that's why they didn't get him back. That, that's possible. This is the second film where Andy Serkis plays an ape, having previously portrayed 2005's version of King Kong. King Kong, he yeah, was King dude. Kong, dude. He was yeah. re- there was a little bit of a King Kong moment, I reckon, when yeah. the, that guy got the, shot down. But even him climbing on the tree at the end, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, dude. Very King Kong. Very King Kong. Man, that movie, I was, ve- I saw it like three times in the cinemas. I was very into it when I was a younger boy. <laughs> what the 2005 King Kong starring yeah. Jack Black? Yeah, I actually and, um, like that as well. And um, Kyle. Oh, Kyle Chandler? Oh no, it's freaking... Uh, Kyle Chandler, Naomi Watts? Gigawatts. Naomi Watts! Gigawatts is actually Gigawatts. But who's That's also the, the main guy? Isn't it like... Um, uh, Jack Seth- Black, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Oh. Kyle Chandler. Man, I know a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the actors in that film. Do you know that I've seen King Kong the Musical? What? Whoa, tell us about How that. that? Please. It was actually really cool. And yeah. I'm pretty sure it premiered in Melbourne. Whoa. Like 2013. So what, do they just have like gigantic ape arms it, that were like... It was a gigantic, like hugely kind of, you know, technologically kind of, oh, crazy. Advanced ape. Advanced It was like a, a cyber ape. And, you know, it was cool. I mean, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't say the plot was crazy good, but I mean, it was just incredible. Like the, the spectacle of seeing this yeah. massive ape. And then, you know, the dancing was good. I mean, the, yeah. I was just illegally blonde. That was quite good as well. Okay. Unrelated, but cool. Yeah, there's a bit of big culture. I'll I'll tell you all about Melbourne another time. That's the kind of of hot content you get following Beck Collins. Beck Collins 17. Uh, Hey, there's a Wilhelm scream in this movie. Didn't notice it. It's in the helicopter crash. A helicopter crashes into a police car during the eight battle scene. There's a Wilhelm scream. That's my Wilhelm scream. Thank you. Ah! No, I fucking suck at that fucking scream. Dude, James Franco's role was nearly played by Tobey Maguire. But Toby left when a deal involving the script between him and the studio fell through. Can you imagine this movie with Spider-Man 3, Toby Maguire? Emo Fringe, oh, Toby Maguire. Emo Toby Maguire. Ah, uh, it's a better bum, movie. Bum, it's a better movie bum, in every bum, way. Bum, bum, bum. Dude, Shia LaBeouf was also considered to play Will Rodman. Man, that, that's that beef? a movie, oh. man. He's got a whole vibe of doing remakes, hey? He loves He it. got in Indiana Jones. He got in Die Hard. Like, he was nearly a bunch of the apes. He's fucking rebooting shit, man. He's the guy. He's Wait, the guy Shia LaBeouf to- and Die Hard? No, that's Justin Long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hang on, what? They're, they're interchangeable, right? Yeah. Okay, Um, this is just a weird bit of trivia that's in here. 
I don't really know what it's supposed to mean because it doesn't actually make any sense at all. Okay. Will's first romantic interest was Molly Stewart, a primatologist in Will's laboratory. Where is the textual evidence for this? Who is Molly Stewart? Which character are you talking about? Who wrote that as trivia? Is that fan fiction? Did somebody just decide that that was true? Like, where where does it come from? Was it in the original script and they cut it because the dude was yelling Stella in the background? Like, (laughs) what what part of it? (sighs) Maybe there's a photo we never saw. (laughs) (laughs) In his his, living room. It's like him hanging out with Molly. Okay, here's the last bit I want to read. After Planet of the Apes, 2001, was a financial success, oh, there was a plan to make a sequel using that film's deliberately shitty oh. open-ended cliffhanger <laughs> as a starting point. It was nixed due to bad critical reviews and creative differences with director Tim Burton. Five years later, in 2006, a proposal to reboot the series beginning, uh, blah, blah, blah. It took another five years to get it to screen, and this is what we got. <laughs> That's what we came This is literally the, like... Bastard grandson oh my of God. Tim Burton's shitty 2001 Apes movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They actually did it. The madman, <laughs> yeah, you, you blew it up. <laughs> you blew it up. <laughs> Still Interested is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Ben McAllister and Jackson Usid. We are produced by me, Grace Chapel. Editing by Jackson Usid. Theme music is Anitra's Dance, composed by Edward Grieg. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Curio Network and at SICurio Show. We'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes, or wherever you listen. It actually is really helpful. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where I talk with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them. Or How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, where we play D&D. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>